Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Clara Curtis. And in the house today, a discussion on Glass Onion, the Knives Out story. Did you hear that uh, Ryan Johnson didn't want it to call that? I just saw that, I think, on Twitter yesterday. My rare pop on Twitter, I saw that. And I was shocked by that but it also makes sense um yeah i think so yeah because i think that was the a ton of people asked me over the weekend like did you watch the knives out sequel and i'm like yeah but i mean should we be calling it a sequel do you consider it a sequel uh no i don't consider it a sequel it's a spin-off like it's Mm -hmm. the same universe right i mean we're dealing with i like that word better that's a better word for it spin-off I saw someone on Twitter say they should have called it like a Benoit Blanc story. Yeah. That would have been more appropriate. And I think that's that's fine. Yeah. I Well, anyways. I, yeah, we're already we're already jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> uh we are discussing Glass Onion, and then after our discussion on Glass Onion, we're gonna talk about our five favorite whodunits, our five favorite mystery films. Yeah. This is tough. This was the hardest I've ever had trying to choose five movies. <gasps> really? This is the one? This is the one. Oh I feel God. like every time we've done this, I've had a pretty easy time kind of at least choosing five. Mm-hmm. And then choosing five for this felt impossible. I, I have like a list of 10 and I was <gasps> like, oh my God, there's even more I could have chosen from. This was tough. This was really not easy for me. This, well, this is nice because I feel like every week I'm like, this was the hardest decision of my life. <laughs> and now <laughs> and now we're in this together. <laughs> true, true. We'll talk more about that portion once we get there so right now let's talk about glass onion a knives out story uh spoilers (laughs) this will contain spoilers it's almost impossible to talk about this movie a whodunit a mystery film without spoiling it so we will spoil this movie if you haven't seen it it's on netflix right now you could watch it takes two hours um Mm -hmm. go ahead and do that and then you can listen to the podcast if you don't care well, just press on and listen, I guess. Um, before we jump into the movie, I guess. Okay. What were your feelings on the first Knives Out? I love, 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 love the first Knives Out. I saw it in theaters twice. Oh, um, wow. I took my sister the first time and then right around Christmas, I dragged like half my family to go see it because I was just like, this is so good. Let's all go watch it together. Um, mm-hmm. and they all And they all enjoyed it too, which like... I think it's always exciting when you really like a movie as, like, a film, like, nerd, and then you take, like, people who maybe aren't on that same level and they enjoy it, like, just as much as you. That's always yeah, just, like, yeah. a nice feeling. Um, so I've always been a very big fan. I haven't rewatched it in ages, um, which is kind of a bummer. Like, I haven't seen it since 2019, I don't think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been a sec for me, but I really love it um have you watched it recently <laughs> i actually watched it just after i watched glass onion so i oh, saw glass onion in theaters okay. uh, i was able to see it a little early so i went to theaters i watched glass onion mm-hmm. and i felt I, I i liked it get that out of the way i liked the movie okay yes. but i was like kind of torn because i forgot how i felt about the first one because mm-hmm. i only seen the first one okay. one time in theaters okay so i watched knives out and I realized how amazing it is. Like, mm-hmm. I've always recognized how good it is. But, like, I had a blast the second time around. And I was kind of... 
it didn't make me like Glass Onion any less. It just kind okay. of cemented how I felt about the movie. Mm. Um, I love Glass, uh, Knives Out. I like what you said. It feels like it's a perfect movie for people who are into film and people mm-hmm. who are maybe more casual watchers. It's such such a universally beloved movie. I mean, obviously yeah. it has its detractors, but it's yeah. a movie that for sure a lot of people love. So yeah, high expectations going to Glass Onion. Ultimately, I liked it. Okay. What were your feelings? I feel like I liked it more than you. Well, okay. Well, okay. First of all, <laughs> I do have a question first before I go into my, my stuff, which is, oh, did, yeah. did you watch like the trailers for it or anything? Or like, did you have like a, even like a vague idea of what to expect before you watched? No. Okay. No. I didn't either. And... I've done a pretty good job this year avoiding most trailers. Mm, um, okay. And Glass Onion was one that was... I feel like pretty easy to avoid. Yeah, I knew the cast involved and that was basically it. I just knew who the cast was. Okay. That's basically where I was at as well. Cause yeah, I feel like I heard more about Glass Onion coming out after you saw it in theaters. Like you telling Mm -hmm. me about you going and seeing it in theaters was like my actual trailer in a way. (laughs) Cause like, I just, I, I feel like there wasn't a lot of marketing and I'm honestly a little I mean, I don't even know what the trailer looks like now, but I almost kind of wish I had seen a trailer because I will say starting that movie and realizing that it's like literally happening during like COVID, oh, the, hi- yeah. the height of COVID really threw me for a loop, if I'm being yeah. totally honest. I don't know. I So I don't know if that put me off a little bit more than the average person or not. I just, I've been having a weird time with like COVID specific movies um, if I don't know ahead of time that it's going to be a COVID movie. So the surprise of that really shook me. I liked Glass Onion, but honestly, it felt very average for me, which mm. is also weird for me to say, because I feel like normally when we do these, I'm like raving about what we were talking about. Um, so I feel kind of in the middle ground, but like with a deep appreciation for what Ryan Johnson is doing, because I really like what he's doing with these. But this one just wasn't my fave. I do because you liked it more than me. I think you were right when you said that. I think you liked it more than me. I do like it more than you. Let's okay. go back to what you're saying about COVID movies because I think okay. this is really, really interesting. The decision to make it a COVID movie, yeah. I was completely unaware of. Okay, that makes me feel better. I don't better. know how I feel about it. There yeah. haven't been a lot of movies about COVID. I mean, there's been a handful of them. I guess there's it's a better lot of say, indie movies about COVID. A lot of indie movies about COVID mm-hmm. and a lot of just okay movies about COVID. Mm-hmm. So here are the ones that I know of. I, I, okay. I quickly Googled. I'm not going to pretend I knew this off the top oh, of my head. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Sorry if that was pretended like I was a liar. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Inside, Bo Burnham's Inside, technically mm. a COVID movie. Oh. Not really about COVID, but I clearly. I haven't seen that. You haven't? No. My secret, my deepest, darkest secret is that I don't, I mean, Bobert Burnham is fine, but I'm not that interested in, his, com- in his comedy. I really, really love Eighth Grade, and I would love mm-hmm. to see him do more narrative work, but in terms, like, and I liked his first special, too, when it came out at the time, but I don't, I think maybe it's his fans, like his diehard fans that kind of oh, pushed yeah. me off of him a little bit. I mean, to be fair, diehard fans of any fandom is kind of annoying. True, true, true. I know I'm annoying about The Last of Us, so that's <laughs> that's absolutely true. <laughs> I was thinking like 
Twilight, but you know, oh, uh, that Last too. of Us counts too. I'm very in- intense about that. Um, yeah, so that's not true. Though. No, thank you. I try. <laughs> okay. To okay. be fair, you're right. The, the the Bo Burnham stands are a lot, and when Inside yeah. came out, like people were just calling it. I mean, it, you can call whatever you want a masterpiece, but the the mm-hmm. obsession with Inside when it came out was it's just, very, it was a very, lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is good though. I will. Okay. I will admit. Maybe one day. But it is about, it's not so much about COVID. I mean, it's about his time during the pandemic and like okay. being quarantined. Yeah. And it's him creating content during the quarantine, um, kind of reflecting on his life and like a lot of us did during the pandemic. Um, true, it's true. The Bubble, the Judd Apatow Netflix movie, which came out earlier this year. I don't think you've seen it and I don't I think haven't. you should see it. It's I was awful. about to say, I remember you not liking that. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. It's it, It's very like we're rich people but look how hard it was for us like oh yeah. it was so hard for you you're mm. all so wealthy it gave off those vibes remember when all the celebrities sang uh oh my god imagine yes god it's- that was that hurt <laughs> like it hurt it's that tone deaf that's what okay. the bubble is cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah 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 Perfect. it's supposed to be like satirical but it just doesn't work, it doesn't mm. work. uh borat subsequent film technically takes place during oh, covid oh that's true I didn't probably that. one of the best ones that take place during covid but that counts yeah I agree. um dash cam horror movie i know Same. you hate that hate it absolutely hate it <laughs> you like hate hate that oh, movie <laughs> it's very rare for me to hate a movie in dash cam i mean they made the most insufferable person the lead character oh it's rough it's great rough. perfect uh same same thing host same director rob savage okay. also about covid or takes place during covid mm-hmm. good movie scary movie loved it i think you mm-hmm. liked it too right i did like that movie a lot actually yeah host that is one good. was good yeah uh kimmy hbo movie uh steven soderbergh movie oh i really want COVID. to watch that i've been hearing really good things it's good it's good i don't steven soderbergh is a very polarizing director i've learned uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people love his stuff and his style a lot of people hate it mm-hmm. i personally love it kimmy is a covid movie she's also agoraphobic so she's like extra extra quarantined Ooh, uh, okay it's a fun thriller i really enjoyed it it's like 90 minutes oh Quick easy watch really fun i like sweet it. okay um lockdown was another covid movie on hbo with anne hathaway and mm. i always butcher his name but chiwilte ijafor Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. I think they're like trying to like rob a bank or something during COVID. Oh. Something like that. That wow. that's like the premise, I think. That happened in The Last of Us too. Yeah. Um <laughs> What is there's one more I thought. Um, I have a couple. What? If I can name them. They're like super indie, so I don't think that's I think that's why they're not on your list. But I saw them at film festivals this year and I really liked oh, okay, both okay. of them. Um one is called Unidentified Objects. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, directed by Juan Felipe Zuleta. I'm so sorry if I butchered your name, but it's really, really good. But the like the inclusion of COVID is very subtle. And then the Got other it. one is called God's Time by or directed by Daniel Antebi. TB. I'm so sorry again if I butchered your name. Um, that's also really, really good. And again, one where it, COVID is happening like people are wearing masks out in public and like the characters are but it's not really like discussed necessarily Got so it. those are Got like it. subtle COVID movies interesting interesting mm-hmm. and then there's a a large amount of movies that are like right-wing conservative 
oh like, god terrible like the yeah. pandemic oh and god these awful terrible <laughs> films that conservatives made to make you think covid was fake and uh, yeah. everything was planned anyways yeah. but to circle back to knives out glass mm. onion being a covid movie I don't I don't love it. I don't see the what's the no, point. No, I mean, I think it's speaking to the greater point of the film which is that this is very much a criticism of the wealthy. Mm. And so I think it is trying to show like first of all they're ignoring covid protocol and going to like breaking their isolation bubbles to hang out with each other and it's secret so no one will know they broke isolation and blah blah blah. And then they also right before they board the boat they're given that uh spray in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Which, like, they basically are, the, the guy's, like, very, like, secretive, but it's like, you're good, don't worry about COVID ever again. So it's, like, that implication of, like, the wealthy have access to. Um, I love me a good movie that criticizes the wealthy. Yeah, I think it works. Dude. Okay. I changed my mind. I like okay. that he's playing during COVID. <laughs> Thank you, oh, I love that. This is As wonderful. for the actual movie. Yes. My biggest issue with Glass Onion. Okay. I, there's no big aha moments. Like, ah, I figured it out or like, yeah. ah, that's a surprise. It felt super, I don't know. Predictable seems like unfair to say. Yeah. Because there were things I definitely didn't predict. That being said, I think because, and maybe this is just my own fault as a, a someone who watches movies all the time, mm-hmm. but when, and I know I'm going into a whodunit, I feel like I'm hyper aware of the surroundings. I like mm-hmm. intentionally try to look out for things because they may come into play later. Mm-hmm. And in this movie... It does. Like, I feel like I notice immediately yeah. when Edward Norton intentionally gives the glass to Dave Bautista's character. Yeah. I noticed it in the moment, and I was like, uh, and then he dies, and I was like, yeah. uh, well, now I know. Yeah. And that felt kind of shitty. But is that my fault, or is it the movie's fault? I don't know. What do you think? How did you feel during the reveal? I like the point you're trying to make. I feel like it almost is a little bit of the fault of the movie because in a lot of ways, this movie, in terms of its twists and stuff, I feel like is almost hand-holding us a little more. Mm, yeah. um, I really like what you had to say, um, <laughs> but I don't know if I can add anything to it. That's fine. I you don't think, have to. You don't I think to. you're just spot on with that. Um, it felt very obvious and yeah. not necessarily like satisfying in the way Knives Out did. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I feel like part of that is we don't know that there's people like working together and that there's like a second murder being investigated to begin with mm-hmm. until halfway through. And that's like part of the twist. But because of that, we don't really know Janelle Monet's character fully. Mm-hmm. And I think that really threw me. I'm rambling. I'm so, can you tell that I'm like, floor, <laughs> like I'm so torn about this movie? No, uh, I can tell. And that's totally fair. <laughs> I think what another issue I have, and okay. again, I don't know if this is Glass Onion's fault or anybody's fault, is that after rewatching Knives Out, mm. this twist and like the writing and all the turns and Knives Out is so, so good mm-hmm. that to watch Glass Onion kind of right after or for me right before, mm. it like, when you compare the two, to me, it's so clearly Knives Out is so much better. It's so much more well thought out and so much more clever. Mm. You know, Ransom is such a evil douchebag, and like all the the mysteries that are that are solved are just so much more fun in Knives Out. Mm. And when we get to Glass Onion, there is that bar. Like you can't deny there's like this level of expectation when watching Glass Onion. As mm. much as like I want to go in with this blank slate. 
without any expectation. Like, you can't. Knives Out is out. Like, the world saw Knives Out and we loved it. Most of us did. It's just natural to compare the two. And when you do, I find that the first one is just superior in every way. So Mm. that is, I think, also an issue for me. But I don't know. I do think there's some things that movie does does better than Knives Out. I don't know if you feel the same way. Tell me what they are. Uh, The main thing is Benoit Blanc. Not that it does Benoit Blanc better. We just get so much more More of of Benoit Mm -hmm. Blanc that this is truly a Benoit Blanc story. Like, it is all on his shoulders. And in the first one, it was, but we got a lot of Ana de Armas in that movie. Mm. Um, And it was great. Got a lot of other characters as well. But Mm. in Glass Onion, it is like Benoit Blanc through and through. And he is fantastic. Daniel Craig looks like he's having the best time. And I'm having the best time with him. I liked him. I do think I liked him more in Glass Onion. I do like that point you're making. And I agree. And I think part of it is like in Knives Out, I feel like there's a little bit of like hesitancy to like him almost. Because you're trying to figure out for sure like whose side he's on. And he true, does a good true, he does a true. very good job of showing us by the end that he's very much on the side of like the people that need someone on their side. Mm-hmm. Um but we spend a lot of the film trying to understand for sure if we can trust him. And then That's a really good point because oh. I I'm almost positive at one point watching Knives Out, I thought, Ooh, what if Benoit Blanc's the killer? Like, <gasps> that I would be fun. Wouldn't that have been cool? <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of fun. I'd be down for that. Yes. So I think a part of me definitely felt like oh you're right i can't really trust him because anybody could be the killer and so there mm. was a, a portion of that movie i thought what if it's benoit blanc but now in mm. glass onion he's definitely like the right. hero yeah you the, know like, for sure yeah so i didn't mean to cut you off but i just want no, to point out fine. that i definitely felt like i could not trust him okay yeah i'm glad we agree um but so yeah i do agree with you that he's just a lot more fun in this movie because i also think if I'm being honest, like, I love that he's a queer icon, so much fun, but mm-hmm. that's such a very, like, I mean, in my opinion, it was really obvious he was queer in Knives Out, but at the same time, they definitely try and, like, tuck that away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also partially because it's, like, they have to figure out if Knives Out is going to be successful or not and, like, all of that. And then once it was successful, I think we got to see more of him being a little queer icon, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. But... Yeah, I just feel like he really came into his own <laughs> in Glass Onion. Um, and I feel like we got so much more emotion out of him. I really like how there's this shot of him standing over Janelle Monet's character and there's like a tear streaming down his face. Mm-hmm. And I really like that we get that shot of him where like he's showing us that emotion because a lot of the time he almost is kind of like just like humbly amused by what's going on around him. Um, so it's cool to see some more depth to him here. So you found it to be a little bit more disappointing than Knives Out, or at least yeah. more disappointing than I did. Oh, Was yeah. there anything specific that you found disappointing? Um, okay, here's like my biggest struggle with it, actually, is that I feel like there's just so much of the film that had to be spent on explaining to the audience who these people were and why they were in each other's lives and why they were friends, but also maybe not really friends. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm not a big fan of like heavy exposition like that, really. Like I'd rather it just be like quick little jabs here or there and letting people just figure it out for themselves. And if they don't, then kind of too bad. 
Um, but I think, again, that's me comparing it kind of unfairly to Knives Out in a way, because Knives Out, I put this in my review even, like, Knives Out is about a family, so, like, you know immediately that there's going to be tension between these people because they're a family, and that's just natural and you expect that. Um, so there's less effort being put into something like that because the audience knows to expect tension between family members, whereas with, like, a random group of friends, like, of course you you do have to kind of do more work, but that just, I don't know, I just... I found myself getting really frustrated with how much we time we spend, like, talking about, like, oh, look at him doing that over there. He's being kind of shady. Oh, and it's because in the last month they did this with each other and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I was just like, okay, I get it. I get it. And so I think, I don't know. I also think the fact that it took so long for a murder to take place, that Very also, true. It's like an hour in. An hour in. And I think that took me out of it, too, because Knives Out's murder is, a, like, the first thing going on in that movie, pretty much, yeah. is that someone has been murdered. And so I think that's where I struggled, too, because if it's a whodunit, like, I'm expecting the murder to, like, be done with, essentially. Like, it's much mm-hmm. more about, like, let's find out who did this. And I just feel like that wasn't the case with Glass Onion, and that kind of threw me. That's a completely fair argument, um, especially considering, yeah, there isn't a murder until until an hour in. I mean, there is technically a murder at the beginning, but we're not aware of it until an hour in. True, 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 like, true. Like, we're not yes. aware that Janelle Monet is a twin yes. and that her sister had died in the beginning. Yes. You know? um, right. I'm curious how you feel about, here's my other kind of, I feel like I'm, I liked it more than you, and I gave it a you four did. out of five. But I feel I like I'm it. like I'm ragging on it too much. But this no. is one other thing that might have kind of bugged me. Okay, um, it kind of feels, and like he clearly doesn't win. Ed Norton's character doesn't win. No, but he kind of does. And yeah, he he burns the note. Yeah, and at that point, uh, Blanc is like gives her whatever she needs the the hydrogen thing, Mm-mm. so she mm-hmm. could like blow up his castle, his mansion. Yeah. And she just, you know, kind of goes scorched earth on his place and, right. uh, you know, burns the Mona Lisa. I think that's a fine way to end the movie. I just kind of wish he got his comeuppance. And I feel like he yeah. he doesn't, but he, I mean, obviously he does because he gets remembered. You know, like he, his whole thing is, I want to be remembered in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa. Right. And he will be because he burned it. Right. Um, or burned at his place. I don't know. Mm. I just feel like was justice served. I like that you're bringing this up because I do also kind of have beef with that because I would argue no because he's so wealthy. Like yeah. it's very much I <laughs> I honestly feel like it is kind of like the celebrity take on like quote unquote cancel culture mm-hmm. where like oh no if public opinion turns against me my life's over and it's like yeah but no because you're so fucking wealthy like yeah. Ed Norton's character is going to be wealthy forever pretty much yeah. like it's implied that he's I mean, he honestly is kind of like a caricature of Elon Musk, if we're being yes, honest. Yes, yes, which um, is fantastic. Wonderful, love that, very pro that. But it's, so it's like, someone with that much wealth, it's like, yeah, like, public opinion is going to be awful and all of that, but like, how, like, is he really going to suffer that much? Like, true, I don't know. True, And maybe and, that's what's frustrating about it. It's yeah. like, because it's such a reflection on real life, because... Mm. No celebrity, very few celebrities, I would say, like, 5% of celebrities who do face, like, some type of cancel culture, a very small amount of them actually suffer a consequence. Yeah. Many of them who are wealthy 
when something when they do something bad they get away with it even if there's like public backlash yeah they'll get away with it and like maybe that's the point maybe ryan johnson saying Mm. you know ed norton yeah uh his place burned down and he Mm -hmm. burned the mona lisa down um but he didn't get justice like justice wasn't served against him for mm-hmm. having for murdering somebody right. uh, because he's wealthy and like he's right. going to get away with it because that's what wealthy people do. They get away with it. Yeah. And I I just I don't know. I find that odd, especially when like he literally murdered someone. But somehow that's not the, the emphasis at the end. It's that it's not that he burned the Mona Lisa, which is just kind of like. Yeah, but he he murdered someone, and we're just yeah. moving past that. It almost felt like, and that's and, and and I think that's I, and again, like, is that the point though? Like, is that mm. like, are we supposed to? Is that what Ryan Johnson saying? Ryan Johnson saying Mm-mm-mm. that wealthy people can like murder people and get away with it, right? But, but if it's they like do when something it, to property, then they're okay. yeah, or like something mm. like that has legacy. Then that's when like their legacy is tarnished. You know, Ooh. I don't know. And that might be the point, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating because right. we as normal people, we as average American citizens with, you know, in the middle class, mm-hmm. we love seeing people have justice be, pro- you know, be brought against them. Oh, totally. Um, yes. So maybe that's like, even if that's his point, it doesn't make it any less frustrating. Mm. Ooh. I don't know. It, 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 it's an interesting conversation for sure. It is. And I will say this as a pro to Gloss Onion. I love Knives Out to death, but I'm not having this type of conversation after I watch Knives we Out. We aren't. We no. aren't. You know what I yeah. mean? So I do think that is a big pro is that it does kind of make you think about class war more, honestly. Yeah. And like really like evaluate wow. that. Ooh. What a good conversation. I'm proud of this right wow. now. <laughs> you guys are so lucky you listen to us talk. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, if you had to choose a favorite character, do you have a favorite? Mm. I mean, I feel like the easy and like most obvious answer is Kate Hudson. Yeah, it is easy answer. She's, she's just great. delightful. I will say though, I also really, really like whiskey. Oh, uh, that's the girlfriend, like Dave Bautista's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great too. She was wonderful, and like especially near the end, she like once they were doing like the the background stuff of like going back and showing like her little private conversations with people. I just like became so enamored with her. I was like. Oh, I like her vibe. I like what what's going on here. I think it's a really interesting like discussion on how women have to essentially sacrifice like their entire f- bodies to mm-hmm. uh, like be seen <laughs> as a person essentially and even then they're not actually seen as a person, they're seen as a commodity. Um so I really like that. Uh so I think I on it, I think I might say whiskey actually. Kate Hudson's so fun, but I think whiskey's more interesting for me. Maybe the better question would have been, mm. is there anybody you, you disliked or were disappointed with? Because I feel like Ooh. I like so many of them. It's hard mm-hmm. to choose one, although probably Kate Hudson edges out most people for me. Mm. But I thought Catherine Hahn was a little underused. With, with how talented Catherine Hahn is, I just kind of wanted more Catherine Hahn. Uh, and the same yeah. goes for Leslie Odom Jr. I feel yeah, like he they... was interesting, but again, like not enough of him for me to like actually care that's so true Ooh, okay good point i yeah i'm disappointed both of them i also honestly wasn't a huge fan of peg as a character who's peg you you remember the you remember the characters names i don't know who they are (laughs) i watched this like a month and a half ago sorry yeah it's been a while for you and i watched it last friday um 
she's Kate Hudson's assistant? assistant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was really excited at first to see her like on the island and everything because I was a little bit like, oh, okay, like she's almost kind of the equivalent of Marta. Like she's someone who's perceived as like quote unquote the the help. Yeah. And it's exciting to see like her involvement in this, like how Marta was like such a key part of Knives Out in terms of like evaluating wealth. Um, but I just feel like she was really underutilized in that regard. And like, it, I don't know, it was just very odd, like watching her character. Cause it's like, it's very obvious that everyone regards her as the help and like, yeah. not as like someone who's actually there, but then there's never really anything done with that. Done with her character. Yeah. yeah. And so then it's kind of like, yeah. then I'm also like wise peg here, which is like, I feel bad for thinking that about someone, but it's like, what, like, what is her point if not to like. I don't know. Maybe to to like throw people off. I I think the Ooh. only thing I can think of like when you get smaller characters like that, mm-hmm. I think a lot of time it's t- to distract. Maybe okay. for people to think, oh, I haven't seen Peg in a while and she hasn't been used a lot. Maybe she's gonna like be the Ooh. killer. Okay, and at the okay. end, she'll like pop out of nowhere and we'll get like a whole thing about Peg. Gotcha. That's okay. The only thing about smaller characters and whodunits is like you don't know who's being used like as a red herring. That's and very true. That's like why maybe I don't know. Mm. Final thoughts on Glass Onion, yay or nay to watch? Um, oh, definitely yay. Still, like it's it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I think it's still absolutely worthwhile. Like, it's not. There's nothing about it that makes it so bad that I would be like, don't watch this. Same. It's same, it's same. very much like, oh my god, yeah, of course. Especially now that it's streaming, like, why not? Why not watch it? You know, like you might as well. Completely agree. Uh, apparently, like the first Knives Out, a lot of people watched it over the holiday weekend. Like mm-hmm. every family tuned in, which oh. I'm sure Netflix expected, but it did very well. Wow. Um, I would watch all. I would watch Knives Out movies until the end of time. If Ryan Johnson is going to keep too. making Benoit Blanc stories, I'll keep watching. Me too. I agree wholeheartedly. Perfect. All right, let's transition because. We have to talk about five of our favorite whodunit slash mystery movies. Yeah. I say slash mystery movies for one reason. Claire okay. and I were having this conversation. We're like, all right, we're going to talk about Glass Onion. Then we're going to talk about our five favorite whodunits. Mm-hmm. And then I text Claire. I was like, hey, we need to define whodunit. Like, we <laughs> yeah. need to like both agree on the foundation of this word, of this mm-hmm. phrase. Because many people might disagree with some of our picks because they have a different idea of what whodunit is. So... We came to the conclusion as, you know, friends, as hosts of this podcast, that a whodunit for this episode is, a, at its core, a murder mystery film. Mm-hmm. Now, I think some people might say whodunit requires comedy, which is what I want to distinguish here. Uh, like, one of my five is a comedy or has com- comedic elements. Okay. Uh, the rest are very serious and dark. Okay. But I don't think a whodunit necessarily needs a comedy aspect to it. I don't know. No. Anything to add to that that, uh, that um, we discussed? I think we should also add that we made a rule where we're not talking about Knives Out. Choose. We can't choose Knives Out we in our five choose, favorites. It's not in our five, but I think I speak for both of us when we say if we were like talking off off of a podcast, it would absolutely be in our top five. It's just absolutely. like, it's just absolutely. kind of boring to be like, yeah, of course there's Knives Out. Like, <laughs> what, <laughs> like what else is there to say? Um. <laughs> okay. Clara's saying this, but Clara is being a little bit of a cheat and a liar because <gasps> Clara had Knives Out in their top five okay, I until did. I said to Clara, you can't have Knives Out. And Clara's response to me was, 
you scoundrel. That was their exact response to me. So while Clara's saying like, oh yeah, it would have been so boring to have it in the top five. They had it in their top five, so just I pointing did. that out. I listen. I'm I'm a good friend, and I'm <laughs> I'm making it both of our thing. <laughs> That's fair. I just wanted to call you out for a no, second. I'm sorry. I, I no, I love it because I also like. I think it's fun that everyone knows I use the word scoundrel in my day to day life. Because you did, I, you did. I, I do. I do remember that. it very yeah, well. It's a fun word. Everyone should say that more. <laughs> uh, that being said, yes. If I had to choose five, if someone on the street was like, hey. What are your five favorite whodunits? Knives right. Out would be in that five. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Easy. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. This was a very difficult top five for me to choose. Mm-hmm. I had a very hard time. Yes. But I chose okay. five. Okay. I love my five, but please <gasps> note there are way more out there that I love equally. Okay, okay. There'll be some heavy hitters maybe not listed here. Okay. Uh, a rule for myself was one per director. Oh, I broke that rule. I it's okay. It's okay. totally okay. okay. I was okay. I easily could have broken that rule. I was going to break that rule. Okay. Let's just get this out of the way. Okay. How many Fincher movies do you have on your list? I have two. Okay. I could have I was going to choose two. Okay. I was going to choose three. I could have chosen four, to you, be honest. Actually, yeah, because there's so many Fincher that qualify. So many Fincher that qualify. Okay. So many that are fantastic. Yeah. Um I have one, but honestly, honest to the movie gods okay had two on the list and i was like i can't i just need to like try to diversify it but i don't blame you and i'm actually happy you have two because i oh, think okay. you'll have the one i didn't choose Ooh, okay that's good so. um that makes me feel better because i was looking at it right before we hopped on and i was like fuck i have two finchers on here and i had a moment of crisis and i was like do i swap it with one of my alts and then i was just like no, no. there's no time no it this is good. I, this. Honestly, this is a kind of a chess move by me. Okay. I took one off knowing Clara will talk about this. I know Clara will talk about this. I think I know what you're thinking of, and I think you're right. Okay. Do you okay. want to just say it right now? Yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's Gone Girl. Yes, it is Gone Girl. Okay. Look at that. I know you so well. We know each other so well. Our which friendship. Is, oh, my God. This is amazing. You are audibly witnessing... Our friendship in real time right yeah, now. Yeah, that was not that was not planned. We didn't not write planned. that out. We nope. we're uh, improv. Not a bit. One hundred percent. Yeah, no bits here. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah, Gone Girl was one yeah. of the two finchers I had, and then I took it yeah. off knowing you would talk about it. So, why Gone Girl, Clara? I love Gone Girl. I so think good. it's very inventive. I think there's something really thrilling about... Oh, also, I'm spoiling Gone Girl. Um, So everyone... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Gone Girl came Sorry. out like six years ago. You need yeah. To... That was the other thing I did. I tried really hard to do... Actually, I'm lying. Never mind. I was going to say <laughs> I tried really hard to pick movies that like haven't... Who have like come out like at least three years or longer. But mm. that's not true. I have one that's really recent, actually. Ooh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I might spoil that, but also I think maybe you haven't seen it, so I won't if you haven't seen it. But Ooh, fine. anyway, okay. we'll now I'm like it. teasing. Okay, back to Gone Girl. Um. What's not to love about Gone Girl? Uh. But <laughs> such a genius movie to begin with. But I just think there's something thrilling about a whodunit where the reveal is that your murder victim is not murdered and she's actually mm-hmm. the one like going around ruining people's lives and also murdering someone i think that's so like exciting of a twist like i just i don't know i 
it's just a very well-crafted story and i think that big reveal is just such a like shock the first time you see it yeah i agree um and like that the 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 power of that reveal doesn't necessarily lose its weight once you know that Amy Dunn is oh, alive not at and all. well not at all it almost makes it better because you yeah. you know it's coming and you're just like the build up of that that monologue while she's in the car is just like god i just get so jazzed about that monologue which yeah. of course every the, the internet cool girl loves monologue. the cool girl monologue is like top Iconic. 10 monologue for me like oh my god yeah. Oh. um yeah, I just think there's something really interesting about that. And I also like the whole concept of someone getting swept up in a murder mystery and being so vehemently innocent and making themselves look so guilty. Like, Nick Dunn does everything wrong in this and makes oh it... God. Like, it's it's incredible to watch someone stumble into being the top suspect so fully <laughs> and like not realize it for way too long and i just yeah. i really really like that i just think it's it's taking certain concepts to an extreme we don't see a lot in film um and i just find that really exciting and also it's just it's a fincher movie so yeah. it's just iconic as all hell yeah um yeah so okay. no notes i love no notes. it all for all those reasons uh <laughs> rosamund pike Ro- rosamund pike i think it's rosamund actually i honestly don't know but i would believe it if it was rosamund because she's british yeah i'm almost positive it's rosamund i feel like i've looked it up because <laughs> i've made tiktoks about it before i was like, i think it's rosamund anyways okay. rosamund slash rosamund pike mm-hmm. just unbelievably good in this movie Mm-mm-mm. uh yeah gone girl rules i love gone girl yeah uh, so I guess I'll say what I had in replacements of Gone Girl. Okay. It was between these two, and I was like, I'm going to choose one. So I chose Zodiac. Um, <gasps> I have that on my it. list, too. <laughs> okay, perfect. See? Amazing. <laughs> okay, Zodiac, cool. to me, I flip-flop a lot between what I what my favorite Fincher movie is. It's like Zodiac, Gone Girl, and The Social Network tend, mm. to, tend to rotate a lot. Yeah. Uh, Zodiac, and I will admit to a lot of people, I was a Zodiac hater for a long time. Were you really? Yeah. It, oh. I think when I was younger, it always bothered me that like there's really no there's no ending because Zod- yes. the Zodiac killer was never caught. So yes. there's no real true ending to the movie, right? We wow. don't know if he's caught or not. And that for a long time, that bothered me. Really? And then I did this thing called Mature. Ah, and I interesting. Had this, I, right? Yeah. And not to say if you don't like Zodiac, you're immature. But I matured. And mm-hmm. I realized Zodiac is just a... What a what a wonderful filmmaking experience. Mm-hmm. Just like, wow. What a, what a movie. What a picture. What yeah. a picture. It is truly like whodunit to its core. Mm. The, the tension you feel every time you think you get close to who the killer is. Uh, the basement scene that Jake Gyllenhaal goes into, one of my favorite Fincher moments in Fincher history yes, is yes, that yes. scene. Yes, uh, yes, Just like, ooh, even like the hairs on my arm right now are raising because ooh. it's such an incredible scene. Yeah. I hope Fincher one day pursues a, like, a horror film. I feel like he'd be really good at it. Mm. I mean, you could argue some of these murder mystery movies and some of his whodunits are so grisly they are horror movies, but... Mm. Um, He's he just he's incredible at creating tension, mm. and um, yeah, Zodiac is just one of those movies that's just an all timer. It, it it never fails to be so entertaining to watch, and so I'm so engaged every second. It's a little long, but mm. it it never bothers me. It's so good. Wow, yeah, you've nailed it. 
honestly. <laughs> That's kind of all I would say. Because um, the big reason why I had it on my list was the fact that there is no conclusion at the end. And I yeah, think and that now that I'm you know now that I'm matured, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that there's no conclusion I adore to it. it. It's yeah. it it's wonderful because I mean it would be very easy for a biopic about the Zodiac to go like the the optimist route and just mm-hmm. picking someone, but you also yeah. literally can't do that because it's a biopic and you cannot in- like point the finger at someone and accuse them because these are reflections of real people and that could like point. It, it's just it's very tricky. You can't. Yeah. You just can't do that. Um, Can you believe this movie was nominated for exactly zero Oscars? It honestly like blows my mind. I don't understand. Bonkers. Like it's crazy. Like why not? Like hello. I don't know. I mean, it's, every every year we're reminded why the Academy sucks, and yeah, this is just another reminder. This is true. I don't know though. I I find it especially shocking because I just feel like Fincher is such a like Academy darling. Yeah. So it well, is... I feel like now he is, mm. but like pre-social network, I don't That's know. That's super true. You're so right. Yeah, like now he's definitely like he makes the movie and like all eyes are on him. And not yeah. to say they weren't before the social network, right. but definitely pre-social network, there wasn't like a lot of awards talk with his name. That's then he had the social true. network come out, and then Curious Case came out, mm-hmm. and then Mank came out, and then now his name is forever associated with those awards. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is interesting to say the mm. least. Okay, we have to address the elephant in the room. Okay. People are going to say, why didn't you choose seven to both of us? And yeah. I think that's a fair question. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't have an answer. I like I like seven a lot, if I'm being completely honest. I think it's excellent. Um, Great movie. Do you have an answer? Um, I think for me, my tough thing is, is I hadn't seen seven until like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It just doesn't hold the same punch as something like Zodiac or Gone Girl for me. And I think it it's also this. I think about rewatching Zodiac and Gone Girl constantly. I have same. to like actively be like, no, you've seen that movie and you have like 600 movies in your watch list. You have to watch something <laughs> else. But like ever since I saw Seven, I, I haven't really sat down and be like, I really want to watch Seven again. Yeah. It's a great movie, especially if it hasn't been spoiled for you. Oh, um, yeah, which yeah. also which is that, impossible now. yeah it's like hello um but it it just doesn't have the same draw to me as like someone who's already seen it and so that's Fair. why i kept it off mine just because i don't know like these are definitely movies that like i would gladly sit down and watch over and over again i think that's totally fair i i think like i said i like the movie you like the movie i also don't have this like dying hunger to rewatch seven again I'm not really sure why. It's weird because I do want to watch Zodiac and Gone Girl like all the time. But something about Seven, I mean, it is very gruesome, but that's not why. I don't know. I will revisit it soon, though. Okay. When you watched Seven, had it been spoiled for you already or did you watch it without? No. Yeah, I watched it without being spoiled. I watched it. (laughs) Okay, good. I think in a time that was pre, pre, God, oh my God, I sound so old. Uh, No, it's okay. Pre, pre Instagram, maybe. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Well, Instagram was around, but it was, like, in its infancy, probably. Right. And so social media at that time was just Facebook. So uh, okay, it wasn't okay. uh, a movie that was easily spoiled for me. But, People weren't uh, posting on their walls about No, seven. no. No MySpace bulletin boards about, like, seven or what's in the box. So I was I was safe. I was good to go. Good, good, good. Uh, okay. Well, you've done two, so I'm going to say another one. Yes, yeah, please I do. I don't know if you've seen this movie, and now Ooh. I'm kind of scared. <gasps> That'd be kind of fun if you if I haven't though. Okay, 
uh, Memories of Murder. I haven't seen that yet. Oh my gosh, Clara. You're going to love Memories of Murder. I feel like it's going to be so, so good. Or wait, maybe yeah. I have... Wait, now I'm nervous. Hang on. Uh, be, yeah, so Bong Joon-ho's Memories of Murder, Song Kang-ho, um, does the actor I know off the hand. I know the other guy in it is in Decision to Leave, which is a big mm, deal. Which I also have to um, see. <laughs> also very good. Uh, yeah, Memories of Murder is like Zodiac. Very similar to Zodiac. Very, very mm. similar to Zodiac. I'm not going to say why... I don't want to. Okay, I'm look, sorry. this is this is such a no, no, no. It's okay. This is a great movie to go in as blind as possible, and it did okay. come out uh, back in two thousand three. So yeah, I could spoil it right now, mm-hmm. but it is still it's it because it's an international movie because it's from South Korea. Mm-hmm. It's still not as watched as like Seven or Gone Girl or Zodiac. Okay. It is it is Bong Joon Ho, so it's a very popular yeah. movie. I'm not saying Memories of Murder is like some obscure murder mystery movie that no one's seen i just mm-hmm. think that for people who casually watch movies like a lot of people aren't looking into international film mm. and so if i can avoid spoiling a movie like memories of murder mm-hmm. then i will okay uh because it's such a beautiful experience to to watch yay uh, okay so that's my my mm. second choice okay i'm excited for you to watch it because i think you'll i think you'll really love it i really want to this is so random but have you seen um bong joon ho's entire filmography uh i have i have <gasps> yeah okay. the only one i wasn't a big fan was barking dogs never bite or don't okay. bite and i believe oh now i'm worried um let me let me recap it okay so parasite of course snowpiercer mm-hmm. do you like snowpiercer i really do actually i do too i think it's I great so- some people like really hate on it. I'm like, I really? Don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a great movie. I love it. Okay. Uh, Memories of Murder, uh-huh. Okja. Mm-hmm. You Okja fan, right? I really like Och- Okja as well. Yeah, that's a Okja's good. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Host, love the I Host. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, Mother. I love Mother. Love Mother. I a lot of people were like, "How do you feel about Mother?" And they always talk about the Aronofsky film. Oh. I'm like. <laughs> That one's fine. <laughs> I, I need to. I, one day I'll rewatch it, but I remember mm. hating it the first time I watched it. But. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but but Bong Joon Ho's mother, very mm-hmm. good, very good, very good, very good. Uh, Barking Dogs Never Bite mm-hmm. is fine. It's his weakest film for sure, but okay. it's not uh, not the worst movie either. I think that's mm-hmm. all of them. Um, and then, well, then there's a Tokyo, but that's an anthology, and so he only directs one bit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I've not seen yeah. that then. Oh, you haven't? Okay, I have seen Tokyo. I haven't seen Memories of Murder or. Barking dogs never bite. Got it. Got it. I okay. Need to, well, watch though. Memories of Murder first. Oh uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> report back. <laughs> okay, uh, I will. I haven't seen Mickey Seventeen yet, but uh, I'll be there like Hell yeah. opening day as soon as I can be there because yeah. of so many reasons that include the names Robert Pattinson. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Stephen Yoon and Tony yes. Collette and Mark yeah. Ruffalo. What a cast! Oh my god. I know. Like holy cow. Well, that movie changed my life, probably. Probably. Do you want to know what I kind of... No, never mind. That's such a bad joke. I I don't know if you know this. I have this list on Letterboxd, and it's called... This is so embarrassing. It's called the Robert Pattinson ma- Masturbating Cinematic Universe. Oh, that's fine. Because that's there's, number there's four different movies where Robert Pattinson is yanking it in a movie yeah he ain't he he masturbates a lot he's, in his movies he's going in on that all the time and so yeah. i i kind of am hoping this Ooh, new... let me let me guess let me guess what Ooh, they are. okay the lighthouse yes uh high life yes 
um what else does he masturbate in he doesn't masturbate he doesn't masturbate in <laughs> he doesn't masturbate in harry potter or twilight no. he doesn't masturbate in twilight no 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 i'm missing i'm missing some obvious ones here you're let me missing think, let me think. two i haven't seen the rover but does he masturbate in rover no okay doesn't master have i seen these two i honestly don't know i actually haven't seen one of them I, I feel like I know one more for sure. Okay. Oh, Cosmopolis. I think he masters in that. <gasps> oh, I was I haven't seen that. So I was about to be like, ooh, do I get to add that to the list? I've almost. He either masturbates in it or he definitely has sex in the limo. Mm. I can't remember if he masturbates in there, though. Okay, cool. This um, is such a fun conversation to be having on a podcast. <laughs> the devil all the time? Does he masturbate in that? No. No. Hmm. He's just fucking people in that. He's just fucking people in that one. He doesn't masturbate. He doesn't masturbate in good time. No. He must masturbate in the king then. No. Oh my god, what am I what's he masturbating in? He... He's not masturbating in Remember Me, right? No, no. Can you imagine <laughs> he's in the tower? And he's just... <laughs> oh, <laughs> That'd be so okay. funny. Um, so High Life and the Lighthouse for sure. Yes. Doesn't masturbate in Tenet or Batman. No. no. Uh, then the other two I, I the other ones I haven't seen then. Okay, okay. So then he also masturbates in um a movie called Damsel. Which, no, I've not seen Damsel. Which is a Western, and I actually do recommend. That's a good movie. Okay. Um, I like that movie a lot. And then this is the one I haven't oh, seen. Oh, Water for Elephants? Is he masturbating that? No. The <laughs> other one is Little Ashes, which is a oh. one where he uh, is playing Salvador Dali. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, and he he's yanking it, and that, apparently, someone told me to add that, and I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> wow have you seen the lost city of z i feel like he'd masturbate in that one no i haven't seen that yet it sounds like we just need to watch robert pattinson movies let's have a marathon complete this list for you okay that sounds I good it. i like that idea yeah okay. so anyway everyone <laughs> <laughs> wow that this has probably been my favorite tangent that we've ever had was this we, one right okay that makes me feel better about bringing what a great it up tangent. <laughs> You can only get that kind of tangent here, by the way. Yeah, so. big facts. It's just because we're besties. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. so my two so far are Zodiac and Memories of Murder. Uh-huh. You have Zodiac and Gone Girl. What's your yes. third? My third is... I'm about to say it, and now this is another... Now I'm nervous because now I'm thinking maybe I accidentally picked a lot that maybe you haven't seen. That's okay. That's okay. okay. My next pick is Wind River. I have seen Wind River. You I have seen... Wind River. Oh, thank God, thank God. Okay. Yes. Uh, Wind River was definitely my pre-letterbox days. I don't think I've, I don't think I haven't mm, logged. Okay, that's why I think I was kind of freaking out because I was looking right before we recorded as well, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't see your name, Joe." But also, I have a hard time when I'm scrolling through who's watched it. I'm just like my eyes kind of blur, so I was like, <laughs> "Maybe I'm missing it." <laughs> that's fair. No, I have not seen Wind. I mean, I have seen Wind River. But I have you not logged, logged it. it. Okay. I like Wind River a lot, though. Almost, I... it's on my honorable mentions. I almost chose it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, perfect then. Um, I love Wind River. This is honestly probably in like my Hall of Fame, like one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I just really like how somber this movie is. Like, it's very dark and very heavy, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Um, there's definite very valid criticism in that this is a movie about um native american women being murdered um and like how men get away with it very regularly but then the whole main characters of this movie are all white people and so it's kind of like that's a very valid criticism of this movie and i think that's really important to acknowledge um but as like a thriller like whodunit like what happened here kind of case 
amazing storyline. Yeah. It's gripping and it's daring and it, it gets really bloody and I just I really, really enjoy it, especially the end. Um yeah, I fucking love Wind River. Wind River is great. I think I'm really glad you brought the criticisms of it because mm-hmm. they're very valid. It's super uh, important to acknowledge. It is as a whodunit, excellent. Uh, if mm-hmm. you're looking for I feel like it's one of those movies that I saw on like Netflix years ago and I just passed it constantly. Mm. And one day I was like, I'm going to watch this. And then I watched it and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I realized after watching it, it's a Taylor Sheridan movie. Yes. Directed by him. Mm-hmm. If you don't know Taylor Sheridan for all the Yellowstone fans, he created Yellowstone. Which, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. People love, people fucking love Yellowstone. Yeah. People are um, big fans of Yellowstone. Writer for Hell, uh, Hell or High Water, which mm-hmm. fantastic movie. Love really Hell or like High Water. Really like that movie. Yep. Writer for Sicario, which I think is one of Denis Villeneuve's like most underrated. I, uh, I haven't it. seen that. I love Sicario. Oh, Ooh, it kicks yay. so much ass. It's I'm really excited. really good. Yay. Um. So yeah, if you like Taylor Sheridan stuff, you'll like Wind River. Did so. you watch that movie he directed? Like. I think two years ago now with Angelina with, Jolie. No, I didn't. I heard it was fine. It was not great in my opinion. Oh, I was it. really sad because yeah, I you're love not the Wind only River. person because a lot of people seem disappointed with it. So. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Okay. Okay. Uh, my third pick. Now your third pick. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, Club? isn't that so outrageous? That is that is outrageous. Um, <laughs> Well, you should watch Who Framed Roger Who Framed Roger Rabbit because it is fantastic. It looks so fun. Um, it is fun. This is the only one on my list that has like any comedic element to it. Okay. So, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit kicks a lot of ass. It's a classic. It's, it holds up even after all these years. It holds up really, really well. And the mm. the mystery of it is pretty fun. Like I like the twist a lot. I'm not gonna say what the Ooh. twist is okay, but I think it's pretty fun. So Ooh. that's my third pick. Okay, okay. Should Your I do my pick? fourth? My fourth pick. This is another one that I'm a little worried that maybe you haven't seen yet, but I okay. think maybe you have. Werewolves Within. Yeah. Oh, a very fun one. It came out like last year, two years yeah, ago? Yeah, last it year. It came out last year. It's directed by Josh Rubin, who I am a huge fan of in all the work he does in any regard. Um, if you guys don't have Dropout TV, I highly recommend subscribing because it's a great little uh smaller streaming platform but he does these game show things um where they like have to make noises and he's so good on that um i butchered explaining that show but i really like <laughs> and he directed this movie called werewolves within which i think is so much fun it's very like arguably char- the best <sighs> video game adaptation ever yeah it's so good and i just i love how like the characters are all very like kind of stereotypical but in a very like kind fun way mm-hmm. and i also think this is a good one because it's a whodunit but the whodunit is much more rooted around the idea of like who the fuck is a werewolf yeah <laughs> and yeah. i think that's fun because a lot of the time whodunits end up being very rooted in reality and like that kind of like tension of like the real world but this is very much more fantasy and i like that um so i i really like werewolves within it's such a fun movie have you played the game at all i haven't yeah i really have you want played to. like town of salem well this is kind of Ooh, a, a deep no cut, i haven't have you played um <laughs> like this is not a video game this is like okay. a, like a real life game like tag oh. or hide and seek uh-huh. uh mafia yes obsessed with so, mafia yeah town of salem is mafia but oh 
online. You can play for free online. You can oh, like fun. join lobbies and people. You can play Town of Salem. Um, and they have oh. it's changed a lot. You can play like the the basic version where like there's a a, a mafia and there's like the um, who are the people that work for the mafia mafia guy? The, um, where are the roles again? I always forget. It's the mafia, and then I think if you're in the mafia, it's just you're just in the mafia, and then there's like the there's like a doctor and there's an angel and uh, the sheriff. There's the mayor. A mayor. So there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of roles now. Yeah, there's you like, get to there's do like a expansions. Lot. Um, Ooh. Fuck. There's like a word. They're like called like a weird Italian word. Um, Not weird Italian word. It's like, normal Italian word, but. God, we just keep dunking on Italians in our. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Italians. I like Italian food and Italian people. I like Italian like food and Italian people too. Okay. Uh, cronies. No, it's like a, it's like a weird. It's like, oh my god, hold on, mm. one second, world. When I look, um, there's the underlings? No, mafiosos. No mafiosos. So the, the mafiosos, which carry out the order of the of the Godfather. Mm. And then there is the I was thinking of the consigliere, which is oh. um, a different role. Anyways, okay, I'm digressing. I apologize for the tangent. No, it Werewolves was Within is basically the game Mafia. Yeah, which is like the game Town of Salem. So, anyways, okay, it's really uh, fun. I like that. Movie. Long story short, yes, watch Werewolves Within. It's a fun whodunit, and like Clara said, it's more based in like a fantasy aspect, which mm-hmm. is a nice like breath of fresh air. Yeah, good change. Okay, what is that? Would okay now it'll be my fourth pick. Your fourth right? pick. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because now I went I'm first. worried you haven't seen these last two. Okay, <gasps> let's find out. This uh, is so exciting. Rear window. I haven't seen that. Wow. Okay. Rear window. Uh, Hitchcock classic. Yeah. It is. Uh, I don't know. It's Rear Window. <laughs> I know. It's as such one a of scandal. Greatest movies ever. I mean, people always put North by Northwest and Vertigo above Rear Window. Oh. And I'm like, nah. I like Rear Window. Rear Window is my, my jam. Honestly, I haven't seen a ton of Hitchcock yet, which is I, really embarrassing. I'm coming off like I've seen everything, and I wow. my my knowledge is very minimum. Okay. Um, okay. I've, I've seen, seen like five mm. or four Hitchcock movies. Let me see. I've seen Rear Window and Vertigo and North by Northwest and Rope okay. and The Birds. That's okay. five. But I've I haven't seen like other ones. There's a Dial M for Murder and Rebecca. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen those. I've seen The Birds and I've seen Psycho and I've seen North by Northwest. And then I've seen something else of his. It was oh, like Psycho. Of... I've seen Psycho. Yeah, Psycho's very good. Um. I've seen one other from him. I can't remember the name of it. It's like one of his earliest. I like. Mm. I thought I would try and start more near the beginning of his filmography, and that one wasn't honestly not that great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Rear yeah, window, I think you would really like. Um, did okay. you ever watch Disturbia it when it came out? <laughs> I haven't seen Disturbia either. It, it's just like a Rear Window ripoff. Um, oh, with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. It's it's lit- literally rear window but oh, modern. Maybe I'll uh, watch that first. <laughs> <laughs> rope is good. I think rope is really good. I almost chose rope as my um my who done it. Rope is really good because it's like Gone Girl in the sense that you know who the killer is and the whole time it's like will they get caught? Oh, kind of that's cool. See, one. I like rope those. I like that. Mm. Um okay, that's my fourth pick. What's wow. your last pick? My last pick, I'm Again, a little nervous that maybe you haven't seen this. We already dove headfirst into this already. This is and we've so true. We've accepted the fact that 
you know, you haven't seen two of mine. I haven't yeah. seen a couple of yours. It's just the way it goes. This is I. This is just such a rare occurrence for us. I feel like normally we're like. It's true. Well, yeah. that's just a testament to how many damn movies we could have chosen. That's so true. Okay, I feel better. Okay, my yeah. last pick is the 2006 remake of The Pink Panther. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've seen <laughs> this movie when I was a child, I yeah. think. Is this the Steve Martin one, right? Yeah, this is the movie that I was watching last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I said, I think I know what you're watching, you're like, I don't think you do. <laughs> um, is this um, the one where he goes like, debugger? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I remember the-, the trailer to that movie. <laughs> it's like the hamburger is like, debugger. <laughs> Is that a good impression? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I oh no! I thought I'd be better about talking about this movie. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, why did you choose the Pink Panther? Okay, Cora? let me compose myself. I. <laughs> I watched this for the first time last night in prep because I was I saw it when I was looking through like murder mysteries and I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this movie. But I watched this movie probably at least 30 times when I was a kid. It was very much like one of the staples of like, oh, we're going for a road trip, grab the Pink Panther and we're going to watch it over and over again in the car DVD player. Um, I always really liked this as a kid. And so I remembered it and I was like, this actually kind of is a fun murder mystery, but I don't remember if it's actually good. So I rewatched it last night and I, Joe, I died i i laughed so much while i was watching this movie it's so fucking funny and also i want to say that it is shocking that this was a children's movie because the explicitness of the sex jokes is like next level like it's wild how blatantly they're like here's a sex joke for you yeah Um, that makes sense i mean the mid-2000s like man they were just a different time I mean, like shrek shrek is there so much like, sex jokes in shrek yeah the people were just like didn't give a shit back then that's very true um yeah. yeah so i will say this movie holds up very well in terms of its comedy for the most part there's honestly some like jokes at the expense of the women on screen in like mm. a very sexual way which i was like stop no don't make those jokes you're so funny like stop um so that was kind of sad, but for the most part, this is genuinely just such a goofy, fun movie. It's just Steve Martin doing a terrible accent for an hour and a half, and then, like, accidentally hurting people and just being silly as fuck, but then also solving a murder. And I don't know why it works so well for me, but I love this movie so much, and I'm so glad I rewatched it for this, because it, like, It's on Netflix right now, apparently. It is on Netflix right now, and it's just- (laughs) And Pluto TV, and Roku. You can watch it everywhere right now. Oh my god, everyone, what are you doing? Why are you not watching (laughs) this movie? It's available. Uh, Amazing. Um, Yeah, so that's my last pick, and I love it, and I stand by it. Fun fact, it's directed by Sean Levy, Yes. Directed Free Guy and yep. The Adam Project and going to be directing Deadpool 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't love he, his work, for me honest, but, you know. He, honestly, I really like all his films from, like, this 2000s era when I was growing up. Like, he honestly did rule my childhood because he did, like, yeah. Cheaper by the Dozen as well and stuff like that. True. So, like, I think yeah. post Real Steel, I like Real Steel a lot. Mm, but, I like, don't think I've seen that. Uh, it's just cheesy robots fighting, you know. Okay. 
but he did like Big Fat Liar, which yeah, classic two thousands movie. Great movie, yes, classic. Uh, he did. You said Cheaper by a Dozen, yep. Night in the Museum. Yep. Uh, I think did he do all three Night in the Museums or just the first one? Um, I don't remember actually. Uh, currently clicking through them, and okay. he's done all three of them. Oh wow, that's kind of so, fun. But now he's like on this like Ryan Reynolds kick, and I'm like, yeah, really and over it. It's kind of like, babe, no, like go back yeah. to Steve Martin. Like, what are yeah. you doing? Go back there. Yeah. Anyways. Hello. Um. Uh, yeah. So wow. What, last a, pick. what a fifth pick. I would love to know your last pick though. Uh, it's not the Pink Panther. Okay. I'm I'm going a little film broy on you. I'm sorry. I think I know what it is. Do you? What do you think it is? I think it's Prisoners. It's not Prisoners. <gasps> really? I was going to apologize to the prisoners of the world, the prisoner fan of the world, because I know when you say like murder mystery in yeah. 2022, people are like, prisoners, prisoners, prisoners. Mm-hmm. Look, I love prisoners. I, I really do love prisoners. Great movie. Um, amazing movie. I don't know. I, I don't like have this like obsession with it that some people have. Yeah. I'm not trying to be different. I like no. the movie a lot. I yeah. just I didn't choose it. Um, well, and I feel like it's almost tough to qualify because it's not like we ever see the little girls get murdered. It's like it's true, just implied it's a, they are implied, murdered. Implied, yeah. And so then it's kind of like you're still trying to figure out who did it, but it's also a little bit of like it's more, I don't know. It's not quite the same as like a murder mystery, I would argue. No, that's totally fair. Kind of a stretch. I, I, I think people who are fan of, fans of Prisoners won't accept that reasoning. Um <sighs> But too they'll, bad. <laughs> they'll have to. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this movie. Ooh, okay. It's Memento. I have seen that movie. What do you think about Memento? I haven't seen it in a, a really long time. I watched it um in my IB film class. I took that senior my senior year of high school. It was one of the movies we watched, um, I think for like our narrative unit because oh, of how it's backwards. Yes. And it's just, you know, it, it's really playing with the idea of what narrative structure can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked it. I specifically because it's playing with narrative so heavily and really kind of yeah. like throws the 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 rule book out the window in a way. Yeah. Um. I just yeah. I found it very gripping, and I there's just something so interesting about a character who like can't remember what's going on, but knows they have to solve like what's going yeah. on at the same time. And I think that's such an interesting dynamic. Wow. Um, I really like it. Why did you pick it? What are, what, what makes For you For those love reasons, it? exactly. Oh, oh, oops. Oh, my God. I'm so no, sorry. It's, no, it's perfect. That's exactly the transition we need. Um, okay. It's narrative structure. It's The mystery itself is very plain. Uh, someone murdered my wife, and I need to, to find the killer. Nothing, like, insanely creative about that. But Nolan's willingness to just say fuck the narrative structure you've seen the past x amount of years let's do something new and you know he's become really well known for doing things like this yeah memento in my mind is like far and beyond anything he's ever done in terms Mm. of like taking a risk in terms of narrative structure this could have been terrible this could have not worked at all yes but to have two storylines essentially one going forward one going backward and have them meet in the middle yeah and then at that point you you find out who the killer is and what happened um it's it's just it's great i love it it's one of the first movies that really got me into movies i have to admit so Mm. i've always loved memento because i had a really soft spot in my heart i watched it recently 
again a year ago. Okay. Still holds up. Just really, really creative things he's doing with the with the narrative, mm-hmm. um, using different like. Uh, black and white for the past and like different uh, color schemes for future or for the present. It's just, and then when it all converges in the middle, it's so exciting. Mm. So love it. Love it to death. Any honorable mentions before we Um, we end? My big one that I almost talked about was Hot Fuzz. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And that also, honestly, when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh shoot, that would have been a good one for last week's episode about friendship too. Because I feel like that's another. Or Shaun of the Dead. Mm, Yeah. Or Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Or Um, actually, or any of them. Have you seen all of them? Um, I haven't seen uh, War of the World. (laughs) At World's End? That's what it is. Thank you. (laughs) See, I clearly Uh, haven't seen that. (laughs) I think it's the weakest of the three. Okay. that's not saying much. It's still good because Hot Fuzz and Shaun Dead are so good. It's natural. So one of them mm. is going to be the weakest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have. I wanted you to watch it because I, ha- I have a problem. Not a problem. I just mm. don't like the ending. Mm, okay. I'll try and watch Anyways, it Anyways, um, good good honorable mentions. Good Thank honorable you. Mention. Thank you. Um, any other yours? ones? Um, oh, do I have any other ones? Honestly, no, because I think my other ones, uh, my uh, like one I was considering was Memento. So I'm glad you brought that up. And then I I think I thought for a little bit about doing like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But I that doesn't... literally crossed my mind. I was oh, like, that's really? three Finchers. Oh, you were... Th- See, I wasn't thinking the Fincher version though. I was thinking the original oh, Swedish version. I haven't seen the original one. Oh, the original's infinitely better in my really? opinion. Really? Yeah. In, at least in terms of how the lead girl is characterized. Fincher's version of her honestly makes me really mad. Um, oh, so yeah. If I honestly prefer the Swedish version in like every regard. Um, okay, okay. But so I was thinking about Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, but then I was kind of torn because like I that's more about disappearance than murder per se Correct. in a way, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. it's kind of like oh that doesn't really count. Um, but that was when I almost did, and then I'm trying to think if there was any others. I don't think so. What about okay. you? I had Fargo as a <gasps> contender. Oh, that's a good one. That was really close to being something I wanted to talk about. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing. If you haven't seen Fargo, go watch Great Fargo. It's movie. really good. Uh, Saw? Saw 1? Oh. I think that counts, right? Sort of? Kind of, yeah. That's the tricky thing. In, in a way, a, a lot of slasher kind of stuff does qualify to an extent. I think this one more than most, though, right? Like two detectives yeah. trying to hunt down Jigsaw basically the entire movie. Yeah. And then at the very end, it's revealed that he's just laying on the ground. Yeah, you know? that's so true. Uh, I, Robot, the Will Smith movie, is oh, my I guilty pleasure. It's, it's my guilty pleasure. I, I really like cheesy sci-fi Me whodunits. Too. And that's like perfectly cheesy Ooh. sci-fi. Okay, good It's a fun know. one. Um. <laughs> this is not not this is totally cheating but oh. i know you've seen this so i was like okay. we can just talk about it for a second okay, okay. uh all of the death note anime uh <gasps> does not count Ooh. but like that is some good ass murder mystery yeah that love is. it Ooh, that's such a <sighs> i don't want to say the movie because the movie's bad no but... we can't talk about the movie the movie it can't but the count. show wow. is pretty awesome Mm, I really like that notion. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not. It doesn't count. It's cheating. No, but, it's you know. cheating. But I mean, it's so so good. Like 
I and I mean, of course it is. Like every list in the world that's like best anime ever, it, it it's on every list like that. So. And that's fine. I mean, I'm not like a yeah. huge anime diehard. I know you and I both love it when we get into one, but like. If something is that well regarded, I know like people who love anime who are like, oh, you just like all the popular ones, but like that's fine too. Yeah, they're popular for a reason. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> like that's why they're popular is because they're good. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um, Death Note rules. So good. Yeah. Ooh. I, yeah. Okay. I'm glad we talked about that. Um, uh, you haven't seen Game Night, but I haven't. I'm begging you to watch it because it's okay. really, really funny. Um, yeah. Game Night kind of counts it's it's a stretch but i think it counts um and then uh the movie jsa which stands for joint security area it's a park chin wook movie oh Uh, i haven't seen i watched it this year Mm. trying to like watch more park chin wook stuff Mm. and uh yeah really good really good oh okay done it kind of uh murder mystery that's not uh really straightforward it messes with like narrative structure a little bit not like Mm. memento but definitely like more heavy on like flashbacks and things like that oh okay fun but great movie if you want like an international south korean film jsa is a great choice oh yay okay hmm okay wow I think that's it wow that was fun that what was a, fun what a time <laughs> talked about some murder mysteries talked Talk about, about robert, robert Pattinson. Pattinson. <laughs> 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 uh, final takeaways um... are uh, you need to watch Memories of Murder. Yes, and I do. Who Framed Roger Rabbit and yes. Rear Window. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And yeah. then uh, Glass Onion, like we had said, I think Clara said it best, still worth watching even yeah. if it's not as great as the first one. Mm-hmm. Some people might like it more than the first one, but it's mm-hmm. still very much worth your time. <gasps> oh my God. Wait, I, f- I thought of another movie. <laughs> oh, what is it? See How They Run. Oh, that was such a fun movie this that year. That came out this year as well. It's a whodunit, and I think it's so delightful. It's It delightful. obviously wasn't, like, it's not something I, like, put on my list, obviously, but it's still really, really good. It's another one where I feel like it became really obvious really fast who done it. Um, <laughs> but that was okay because, like, the character dynamics were so fun, and it's really enjoyable. I like that movie, so you should watch that. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, See How They Run is one of those movies that came out this year. Yeah. They decided not to promote it and market it very well. Yeah, not at all. And it didn't do well. Went to HBO Max. Still Mm -hmm. didn't, probably isn't doing well. But it's still, like you said, a delightful movie. Not groundbreaking in its, like, reveal or even Mm -hmm. in its, like, functionality and process. But it's just a good old grand time. Yes. Love it. Oh, I'm glad I remembered that. Okay. I feel better now. <laughs> All right. We have reached the end. Uh, that was a great time. Uh, so much fun. This is episode 93. Wow. Seven episodes till 100. I have, I think, some pretty exciting things on the horizon. Some newer guests that um, have never been on the podcast before, but they are friends of mine and are very uh, knowledgeable of films. So I'm excited to have them on in the, the coming days and weeks. Yes. Um, episode 100. I haven't exactly decided what we're going to be doing, but I'm sure Claire and I will do something. So, yeah, probably a Q&A, probably a mailbag. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, okay. As always, Clara's information will be linked in the description of the episode. Yeah. Same with my information. Uh, any final thoughts and anything you need to say before we we bounce, Clara? Um, you have a Substack now, and I think you should. I tell do have a to Substack. Look at your Substack. 
You're so kind. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, I am in the pro. I, well, I've created a Substack for those who don't know. Is like a newsletter slash blog. Yeah. Um, meant for writing and publishing. Um, I I'm just trying to figure things out. You know, mm-hmm. what route do I want to go on in this? Uh, game we call life. Yeah. Do I want to make YouTube comment content? Do I want to write? Do I want to be on a podcast? I want to be on a podcast. That's the one thing I know for <laughs> sure. So I started a Substack. So if you want to read my writing, uh, you can subscribe to there for free. Yeah, it's I free. did realize though that like hmm. when you go on Substack, like it says you can donate. Uh, don't oh. don't donate to me. Just just subscribe for free. You can put your email in, and that's it. You don't have to create an account. Uh, don't pay me money. Just just check it out every once in a while. Yeah. There. Okay. There. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. That's my last thought. <laughs> wow. So kind. So kind. Uh, all right. Uh, it was great talking about Glass Onion and these movies. Again, thank you everybody for listening and for always supporting the podcast. It's been an amazing year. I'm really excited for 2023. Amazing things hopefully to come. Um, but again, thank you for all your support and uh, we'll see you guys next week.